don't think it can happen to you. The hit and run chase in California, a motorcycle rider witnessing a driver slam into several cars and then speeding away. It can happen to you within seconds. A blink of an eye. Tonight about the man suspected of killing a woman in a hit and run and his plan to evade justice. When you take your eyes off the road for just seconds, when you're driving your car, oh, yes, it can happen to you. See, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. When, when the signs of time will run out within your hourglass. New at 10, a hit and run caught on video, and now a teenager and his family are looking for the driver who took off. He was a victim of a distracted driver hitting the road while riding his motorcycle going 65 miles per hour. He nearly lost his life. Now on a crusade to help save lives and prevent someone else from becoming a victim, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com and now the host of this podcast, it's Howard Drescher. All right, welcome back to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. I am your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com, and of course, now this podcast show. You can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV, and of course on Facebook, DistractedDB, and you can get the shows on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just type in the keyword DistractedDB, and you can get all that information. Okay, so it has been, seems like a month. It really does. It seems like a month since I have done a podcast show. And I don't know if it's because of the weather changing, the time zone seems like everything's changing, it's starting to get darker, you know, earlier. I feel like some of my energy that I used to have is just being sucked out of my body for some reason somehow. And I kind of think, Maybe it was from when I had that surgery and I didn't I wasn't able really to do any pod, any kind of podcast shows while I was in recovery and just psychologically it just might have like you haven't done it for a while why why do you want to do it now well I want to do these podcast shows and I got to really really get back to these podcast shows as I feel that they're important um today's uh, podcast show will uh, have a little bit of a, um, you know, um, residency for that, if you will. It will be my will testament, if you will. It's the, it's what I believe in. And I know it's been about a month since I've done a podcast show. And I do appreciate everybody who has been following me and who has been um, keeping up with my podcast when I actually do it. I really, really appreciate it. Um, hopefully now that some of the workload at my office is kind of tempered down a little bit, maybe I'll have more energy to do this. The thing is, I just got to get up and do it. And there's people out there that kind of really, really need my help. And I'm really beginning to think, you know, students happen to be the biggest culprits that I'm looking at right now. And the story today that I got where three young females were involved in a crash uh, on Friday night kind of makes me think that, hey, maybe I need to step this up a little bit. I need to probably get some guests that I got. I need some driving education instructors on my podcast show. I need some insurance companies, uh, represent representatives on my podcast show to talk about how dangerous it is and how much their insurance will be affected. 
And I, I've been reaching out to different schools to try to see if what we can do to get driver education back in the place. And it seems like to me that driver education, it seems too costly for um, some schools. And I'm thinking to myself, if it's costly for them, for the schools to have them, what is it costing the parents to send their kids to driver education schools outside of high school? I went through high school, and when I was in high school, I was I was eligible and I was able to uh, take driver education in school with my high school classmates. And I think it was very, very beneficial, and I often talk about that wholeheartedly. I still think driver education school, you can't put a price on it. You can't put a price on a teenager who tries to go through school, some kind of driver education uh, institution, whether it's these little mom-and-pop schools or something back in the day like when I went to high school. I think it's very important that you have these kinds of schools because of the fact that they will help you and they will teach you. You know, we went through like, I think, six months of three-day classes in school. Maybe it might have been three or four months. I couldn't really remember. But the thing is, it's kind of important because it's, it's a necessity to the point where it will help you get your motorized skills sharpened up. And I know a lot of the videos that I used to see in high school, in driver education school, it made me feel and it made me think like, yeah, wow, I don't need this kind of crash to happen to me where somebody ends up dying or loses a limb or you end up killing a multiple amount of people on the road at one time. There's several car pileups in the last couple of weeks that I've heard in different states. People are driving recklessly, and when it ends up happening, you end up crashing into two elements that you probably don't need to. And sometimes you crash based on how fast you're going, at least in high school. And I have a story about this coming up with a, a professional NFL player who was cited um, because he was going too fast and crashed and rolled his car. And there's something in the story that I heard that I want to sit back and laugh about, but I can't because I don't think it would be proper for me to do that. But I can understand what he went through as far as what he was talking about because I saw, well, let's just say I know what he was talking about. And... I was hit by somebody while I was riding my motorcycle. And let's just say I, I know what the uh, the uh, victim here, or the perpetrator, well, he's both, really, if you think about it, victim and perpetrator, what they were talking about. I understand it. You're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. I'm your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com, and, of course, now this podcast show. You can also get this, uh, get these shows, the past, present, and future, on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and Amazon. 
Just type in the keyword DistractedDB. But before we take our first break, I also have um, a comment that I want to make about, and we're going to talk about more about this later on. But if you end up getting a brand new car, and you know most cars now have daytime runners on them, which I think are pretty cool. Daytime runners are actually pretty cool. You know, uh, my car when I put it in drive, my headlights come on. They're daytime headlights. But as you get older, and I'm not saying just older people, I'm saying younger people too, they drive, and now that it's getting darker a little bit earlier, you know, those lights come on and they perceive what? Well, we'll get into that. And my thoughts about that when we get ready to roll uh, in that last segment. All right. Again, you're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. I am your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com. When we come back, an NFL player from Cleveland Browns. Yeah, he was cited. Not good. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived in Philadelphia. Local time is 3.05 p.m. and the temperature is 67 degrees. At this time, you are now free to use your cellular devices. You know that feeling when you get to turn your phone on after the plane lands? You can have that feeling every time you drive. Make sure your cell phone is stowed away whenever you are behind the wheel. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Hey, it's me, your cell phone. We need to talk about something, something serious. I know you love me. I know you like using me wherever you are, but I feel like this isn't working out when you're driving. I know you may think that it's possible to focus both on me and the road, but I just don't feel the same way. I think we should spend time away from each other when you're driving. It's for the best. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Honey! Are you ready to go to the party? We're late. Uh, what? Yeah, don't worry. I'll, I'll be ready in five minutes, babe. Really? Can you get off the phone? I'm already ready. We're going to be late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. I'm almost done. We'll, let's go. Come on. Okay, honey. Let's go. Can you be ready next time? I feel like I'm always ragging on you to get ready for these types of parties. Yeah. Isn't the man supposed to be waiting on the lady yeah, anyway? I'm, I'm sorry, babe. I, I know I say this all the time, but I, I promise. Next time, I really, 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 really promise next time I'll be ready and I'll be ready to go by the time you get home. Gosh. Uh, oh, uh, let me see who that is. I'm waiting to see if my friend is actually going to be at this no. party. Leave your phone alone. You know that scared me last time. You nearly hit someone walking in a crosswalk. What? No, you're crazy. Look, what? I told you don't tell me what to do. I got this. Stop the car. Stop it now. I... I just can't be with someone who doesn't care about my life, not to mention their own. Uh, babe, wait, wait, come back. Uh, this... This isn't happening, is it? Now, 
Back to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. All right, welcome back to DistractedDriversBusted.com podcast show. Again, I'm your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com, and of course, now this podcast show. You can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV, and of course on Facebook, DistractedDB. And you can get the shows on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcast. Just type in the keyword distracted db all right so before we took the break i indicated that our first story deals with an nfl player from the cleveland browns now honestly to tell you the truth yesterday i don't know if he even played in an nfl game because it sounded like his injuries were kind of severe because he was unable to write out a statement So I guess he verbally gave his statement to the authorities, to the, um, you know, the uh, Ohio Highway, uh, the Ohio State Highway Patrol. Well, what happened was is that the Cleveland Browns defensive and Miles Garrett was involved in a crash. Now, I'm not really sure, but looking into this, there happened to be I think a lot more to this than what he was saying. Now, keep in mind, I didn't know this before, but I do know now that Miles Garrett in the last five years got like seven speeding tickets. It kind of sounds like it's time for an Uber. Well, here's a story, and I got from WKYC Channel 3, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. Today, we received brand new video showing the aftermath of Miles Garrett's crash Monday afternoon. This comes after 3 News learned Garrett has received at least seven speeding tickets over the last five years. Neil Fisher has been covering this story from the start and has the interview between Miles Garrett and an Ohio State Highway Patrol trooper. New video shows Miles Garrett Monday afternoon in an ambulance. I remember accelerating up the hill. This after Garrett crashed his Porsche along State Road in Sharon Township. Garrett told the trooper he was unable to write his statement due to his injuries. Wrist, bicep a little bit. Okay. And uh, my shoulder. The Ohio State Highway Patrol asked Garrett a number of questions, including what led up to the crash and how fast he was driving. Yeah, I got up to like 65. Garrett said he remembered seeing flashes while his Porsche rolled over. The Ohio State Highway Patrol report states that a bystander told the trooper, They came over that hill flying when airborne, took the fire hydrant out and rolled three times. Okay. I remember going straight and then like, lost control for a second going left. Right, and then it just went right. The crash report states that unsafe speeds for the type of roadway appeared to be a factor. I'll have to give you a printout with the crash report info, and I might have to cite you for fair to control, unfortunately. For what? For fair to control. Three News has learned that the 23-year-old passenger had minor head injuries. She was taken to Akron General Hospital. We reached out to her today to see how she was doing, but did not hear back. Garrett, however, was issued a citation for failing to control his car. Laura. All right, Neil, thanks for following this for us. We appreciate it. All right, and again, that story comes from uh, WKYC Channel 3, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. Actually, I think that's our first time using that 
TV station. And again, welcome to the family of DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. And I appreciate, again, allow, you guys allowing me to use the sound. So it kind of seems like to me that he's, one, speeding for the road conditions that he was in, which is quite common sometimes. Uh, more times than one would believe. Not that he would be speeding more than times than one would believe, but it happens more and more with drivers than one would want to believe. Um, and I got to tell you that it, in that case, it just seems like to me that one, he was going too fast for his condition, uh, the road condition. But if he was flying and, and he came over the hill and he's doing 65 miles an hour, Probably too fast for the condition. Yeah, his car is going to end up rolling because he's lost control. You have to stay in control of your vehicle. And to me, I'm just hoping that way down the road, that quite honestly, that he understands and he will do a better job. I'm hoping he's healthy. And I'm hoping, well, maybe he played yesterday. Honestly, I don't know. But I kind of see that maybe, hmm, he should be taking taking a look at maybe maybe an Uber or something would probably benefit him, uh, quite honestly, to tell you the truth. Again, you're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. I'm your host, Howard Drescher. I'm going to be back in just a few seconds. And when I come back, three teenage girls. How important is driver education in school? Yeah, I'm about to tell you this and more when we come back right after this. You're listening to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived in Philadelphia. Local time is 3.05 p.m. and the temperature is 67 degrees. At this time, you are now free to use your cellular devices. You know that feeling when you get to turn your phone on after the plane lands? You can have that feeling every time you drive. Make sure your cell phone is stowed away whenever you are behind the wheel. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Now, back to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. All right, welcome back to DistractedDriversBusted.com podcast show. I'm your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com, and of course now this podcast show. You can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV. Uh, 
at DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. Yes, which I've mentioned that. I just lost my train of thought here for a second. I can't believe it. Okay, you can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV, and, of course, on Facebook, DistractedDB. You can get the shows on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and Amazon. Just type in the keyword DistractedDB. Man, maybe I was a little bit distracted, which I was. I lost my train of thought for a second. All right. How important is uh, driver's education in high school? I would have to say 110%. Yes, it's needed. It needs to be done because of the fact that teenagers sometimes think differently than we do as older adults. They think they can live forever because I was a teenager once and I thought no matter what, I will live just forever because these old people, they don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what they're doing. I can live forever. No matter, you know what? I get banged up. I'm back up and walking around. They don't think of the long-term consequences. Somebody can get killed. Somebody can get injured. Somebody loses a life. Uh, somebody loses a limb. Something. Their life will change in a blink of an eye. Just like Gina says in the opening, in a blink of an eye. Boom. Done. Over. Cancel Christmas. No Thanksgiving dinner. No Happy New Year. That's how simple it is. It's that way. And it's something that needs to happen. And I'm going to reach out to some schools to find out if they have driver education. And if not, why? Is it because it costs too much? Can you put a dollar sign or a price on a child, 16 years old, just got his or her license, goes out for the first time and does something stupid and ends up hurting somebody or themselves or killing themselves or somebody else? Then how would the school district feel then? Was the price worth it? No. Here's a story that I got from News 9, or 9 News, out in um, Denver. In regarding to, a, first off, there's a high-speed chase involved. There were some gunshots, but the cops don't think that the gunshots came from the three girls. But they did crash into a house, but luckily nobody lost their life. And again, this story comes from 9 News, and they're out in Denver. And I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. Quite a scene here after a police chase in Highlands Ranch over the weekend, ending when a car crashed right into a house. Douglas County deputies pursued three teenage girls after they left a house party where police say someone fired a gun. At times, that chase hit double the speed limit, heading down winding roads of single-family homes before that car did come to a destructive stop. Well, neighbors say they want to know more about why the officers were chasing the car. Today, the sheriff is defending his deputies, and 9 News reporter Cole Sullivan spoke with him about the chase and the decisions made on the fly. Cole? Tommy says deputies followed department policy in chasing that car. No one got hurt, but an older couple was inside the house when the car crashed into it. The sheriff says the three teenage girls inside the car are to blame, not his deputies. And for them to flee the police uh, to cause the damage, not only to themselves, but to this homeowners, is all on them. Douglas County Sheriff Tony Spurlock calls it good police work, even if it led to this, a car-shaped hole in a Highlands Ranch house. It started Friday night when deputies heard shots as they arrived at a house party half a mile away. They say a white Mercedes sped from the scene. What we call in our business, that's a clue, 
you know, we saw that uh, there was a car speeding away and we have shots fired. It could have been the persons that were in possession of a gun and may have been involved in a shooting. So we wanted to apprehend them. A neighbor's Nest camera captured the Mercedes and the deputies speeding down a winding street with homes on both sides. Another neighbor heard the car hit the house. Huge crash, huge crash. He says deputies arrived within seconds from all directions. You know, they had guns drawn and they were surrounding the area, surrounding the house, and, um, you know, just basically were uh, telling the occupants in the car to, um, you know, stand down and come out with their hands up and, and sit. Inside the car, three teenage girls, one 15-year-old and two 16-year-olds, including the driver, now suspected of DUI. And they were traumatized. I mean, they were completely shocked. The sheriff says they may face charges for fleeing police, but deputies don't think they had anything to do with the shots fired. Ambulances brought two of the girls to the hospital with minor injuries. You know, it's sad to see young kids going through this, and uh, I felt very sad for our neighbors. Um, They're a lovely couple. The sheriff says there will be an internal inquiry into the pursuit, but he says his deputies did a great job. He says they're trained on how to safely pursue suspects and the circumstances under which it might be too dangerous to do so. He says they are trained to do it safely. This did not end safely, though, so I wonder if if policy might change to some extent as far as different neighborhoods. That's a good question. Again, he's putting the blame squarely on the feet of these three teenage girls who didn't stop when the lights and sirens went on. All right. Thanks, Cole. And again, that, that sound came from Nine News out there in Denver, and I appreciate the sound. Two 16-year-olds who were not driving, a 15-year-old in a car, and an older driver, probably 17, maybe 16. But the two 16-year-olds that they identified um, and a 15-year-old obviously were not driving. It's sad when I hear this, and then the older driver, whoever was driving, possible DUI. Now, what kind of parent would end up having their kids go out like that, bringing 15-year-olds and 16-year-olds and an older driver, and the older driver's out there getting drunk or possibly drunk and getting behind the wheel? That's nonsense. It's lunacy. Driver education, people. Driver education. That's all I can say. Driver education. All right, we got a few seconds here before we sign off on the show today. And I wanted to talk about um, when people get new cars and the daytime running lights. But then when it comes to nighttime, they drive with the daytime lights on, but then the backlights are off. They're not on. They assume that it is on because they see a little bit of headlights on the front as they drive and it's starting to get dark and it, as it's darkened a little bit earlier in the evenings now. There has been three cases in the last two weeks that I have was driving down the road and it's like 7, 8 o'clock at night and they're driving with the daytime lights on and there are people that are avoiding this vehicle with no lights and you look at them and you wonder, dude, why aren't you turning on your headlights so your taillights would come on as well? So please, for all the car dealerships out there that are listening to me, please, for the love of God, please, on my behalf and behalf of, of millions of other drivers out there, 
teach the new drivers who get a new car, whether they could be new drivers or experienced drivers, how to turn the freaking lights on. Or what you do is you set it to auto so no matter what, the car lights will come on and the back lights will be on as well. You have to teach them something because there is nothing worse than driving down the road and you all of a sudden have to slow down and try to avoid somebody who has daytime running lights on and again, no lights in the back. It is a mystery how these guys drive down the road and not turn those lights on. It is a mystery that one will never, ever understand, and I will never in my entire life be able to figure it out why they drive the way that they're driving. In any event, just please. And if you are one of the people that listen to this podcast show and you um, are one of the ones that got a new car and you realize, wow, he could be talking about me. Just remember, when you go back out there, turn your headlights on. It is much safer. It is much easier for you to do that than having your new car totaled because somebody who was speeding down the road, zigzagging in and out, trying to beat other people on the road because they've been stuck in traffic because the idiot behind them or in front of them prior was involved in an accident and they finally got around them. Because those drivers didn't have the lights on and somebody just smacked right into them. And next thing you know, they're stuck in traffic like I was a couple of different times. Again, it is sad and it's true, but that kind of stuff happens. You're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. Hopefully I will have more and more shows and I will not wait a month before the next podcast show. Please hang with me. I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you for listening. Until next week, be safe, no DUI drivings, no hit and runs, and for the love of God, turn your headlights on.